What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Talk To You Later podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Rigby. And boy, have I got a life update for you guys. (laughs) So this last week and continuing, so I guess, let me start over. So Friday, Jeff had his um, exam and then he started spring break. So this week, starting Monday, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is the spring break. But after last Friday, we wanted to take our kids to San Diego. We were going to take them to the zoo and to Legoland. Anyway, let me just tell you about the zoo. So we get to the San Diego Zoo. It was great. The weather was great. It was sunny, warm, nice. But I don't know what was in the air at that zoo, but the animals were on another level. Like, I saw so many animal penises that I wish I never had seen. I would have been better off, like, I literally would have been better off just subscribing to Pornhub or something because it was the equivalent to that. Like, no joke, we walked up to this monkey area where there's a bunch of monkeys. I don't even know what kind of monkeys they were. They were black and white and they had longish kind of fur and super long tails and they were just like basking in the sun and they were just being like honestly they were being cute at first just like lounging around like picking at each other's hair like typical monkey things but then this one boy monkey (laughs) comes around and he's like sitting there like just kind of hunched over and all of a sudden he spreads his legs open and flops out his wiener and it (laughs) it just starts like flopping it around side to side and it is like longer honestly it was longer than I was expecting for a monkey of that size it was probably eight inches and I hate that I'm even talking about a monkey's penis but it was disgusting it was highly disturbing I was honestly shocked I didn't know what to do I was like kind of making jokes and oh man It was disgusting. I just, I don't even know. And that happened multiple times at that monkey exhibit. That monkey had something going on. I don't know. And then we continued to walk around. And the next, um, not segment. Oh my gosh, what's it called? The next, like, area we went to, it was, like, these weird, not muskrats. What are the little things that pop? I don't know what it was. I don't think it was groundhogs, but something similar to that. But these animals start mating in front of us and i'm like what is going on first the monkey now these little furry animals getting it on in front of everyone i'm like okay whatever that was weird and then we continue on we see a few other animals and then we get to the elephants and they were chilling like they were just kind of playing one of them was playing with this little ball it was cute and then all of a sudden one of them just starts to take a dump and go pee right in front of us and i was like oh boy like that's that's messy (laughs) and then he starts peeing and pooping and it was just huge honestly like i i know i've seen elephants do that but it's just shocking every time but then after he went pee his wiener like just started coming out i don't know why i don't know if that's like what happens after they pee but it like first started off as like a normal size i guess for an elephant i don't know i'm not an expert on elephant wiener but it kept growing and I am not exaggerating when I say it was touching the ground. It was literally as long as one of its legs. <laughs> it was so long and then it started walking and it was like, like just swinging. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have got to be kidding me. We have been at the zoo and I have seen too many things. I have seen too many things. I need a tall glass of holy water to cleanse my soul from this zoo visit. I was <laughs> honestly, I don't even know. I was just shocked. I kept telling Jeff like, what is going on? Uh, and I checked the weather. I was like, maybe it's 69 degrees outside. <laughs> Me and Jeff have a joke at our house where it's like, if it's 69 degrees, I'm like, ooh, something sexual in the air. It's feeling a little... <laughs> I don't know. So I was just like checking the weather. It wasn't 69 degrees. It was like 67. So it was close. It was close. So maybe that was the reason. (laughs) But yeah, the trip was really fun. The weather was pretty good. I wish it was a little bit warmer, but it was fine. When we went to Legoland, 
um, when we went to Legoland, it was pretty like overcast and it started to rain. It wasn't like pouring rain, but it was more than a drizzle, I would say. But it was kind of lame because they started shutting down literally almost everything except for the food. Not even, they even shut down some of the food stands. They didn't shut down the indoor rides, but obviously the indoor rides were going to be extremely crowded because everyone was trying to get out of the rain. So that was frustrating. I'm like, we paid so much money to get in here just for you guys to shut it down because of a little rain. Uh, Our boys had a good time and Jeff and I had a good time and it was our first family vacation with our kids. So that was fun. I mean, other than coming home and we got stuck in two hours of traffic that was sucky we were supposed to get home at like midnight and we ended up getting home at like 3 a.m so that was rough but yeah that was my weekend yeah that's all the updates i have but this episode is gonna be a good one i have my first guest on the podcast um i met her from a mutual friend down here at med school so her husband when i was down here jeff was in the master's program and her husband was a fourth year medical student so i met her and we hung out a little bit and yeah she i probably shouldn't say her name her name is kala and she is so cute and fun she recently moved to florida for her husband's residency program so she lives far away so we'll be doing this over a phone recording so hopefully it sounds okay i'm gonna double record it so hopefully one of them works but yes so today we are going to be talking about social media and the pros and cons and how she got herself started because she has blown up recently she has been doing so good on tiktok and her instagram starting to grow i think she has like 250,000 followers on TikTok and it's probably going up and same with her Instagram. Well, I don't know how many followers she has on her Instagram. I think close to 10k. But seriously, it's it's so cool to me and I think it's awesome that she's doing that and yeah, let's get her on. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. This is so fun. Um I'm Kala McKinley. I have I don't know, do I just go in and tell yeah yeah you could talk about like your kids your family whatever you want okay well perfect well i'm kala i have three kids i have a five-year-old her name is ellery and then Gemma is three and stockton just turned a year and a half so and your kids are so cute they're so so cute (laughs) thanks they're so fun they're wild but they're great we we like them sometimes yeah which most of the time. <laughs> I know how that goes with kids. <laughs> yes. So just tell us a little bit, like, what are some of your hobbies that you have? What do you like to do for fun? Oh my goodness. I feel like my kids are my hobby now. Since <laughs> being a mom, I feel like I have like no identity. But um, I recently, well, my goal for 2023 is to read like a lot of books. My goal was to read two books a month, but I failed in February. <laughs> so we're fine. We're trying again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love working out too. I recently started the fit body boot camp, which I know you do that. Yeah. It's it, addicting. It's it so really much is. fun. It really is. Yeah. I love, I honestly didn't enjoy working out until I found the boot camp one. I'm like, okay, wait, this is actually kind of fun. Yes, <laughs> and it pushes me. So it's good. Yes, it's so motivating. Like people sitting next to you, I'm like, okay, well crap, they're not stopping. So I can't stop even though I'm freaking dying. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I last week we were so doing fun. sprints and this girl was running oh. next to me and I'm like, oh no, she's beating me. So I'm trying to run as fast as I can. She ended up beating me, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot keep up, but it is good. Oh um, my goodness. What? So you said you were reading books. Have you read any books that are good or that you would recommend? So I got onto the Colleen Hoover kick. Yes. I feel like she got really popular and I'm obsessed. Like her books are so good. If you haven't read Verity, read that one. It, I don't know. I love it and I hate it. It was like the best book I've ever written, but also so disturbing at the same time. <laughs> and if you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. But I feel like I've read 
I just finished another one of hers. It was Confess, and that one was really good. But I love, I love the like the rom com. Those yeah. are my favorite. They're so fun to read. Yeah. See, I've never see. I heard of Colleen Hoover, but I hadn't heard of Verity or what was the other one you said? Confess. Yes, Confess. I haven't heard of that one. I started reading It Ends with Us. I don't know if you. Oh read... yeah, that one's good. I read that one and like prequel to it. Okay, and I heard they're making a movie out of that one. Have you heard that? Yes, they okay. have. Oh my gosh, what's her name in it? Isn't that I the one? I love the cast. The Blake but... Lively and the yes, guy from I Jane love the Virgin. Blake Lively, <laughs> yeah. but they picked like the wrong people. So I don't know. It should still be good. I'll see because it's Blake Lively. But yeah, that's what everyone said. They wish they would have got different like cast members for the characters. But yeah, I like Blake Lively too. So I mean, I'll probably watch it. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I'll be first in line. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so tell us about your medical school slash residency journey okay so we so my husband is Blake um we are in our first year of residency right now we're in Jacksonville Florida we went to medical school in Ivins Utah so it's like southern Utah um and I loved medical school like if I could go back I would do medical school all over again 10 times uh that's good to hear (laughs) Even from me, because I'm like, there's some days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I do not like this. But really, it's not, it's getting, like, I feel like it gets better as you go. You get more used to it, and you just have to kind of adjust. But yeah, it's good. I'm sure other people will love to hear that, because it is intimidating. It is. And I feel like year one is the worst. Yeah. That was, like, the hardest year to get out of the way. And, like, every year gets a little bit better. Um, Yeah. And, I mean, my husband was one that studied from, like, 6 a.m. to midnight I felt like every single day um so it was always really long but I don't know we had like such good friends that I felt like I never saw my husband I was always just (laughs) like having a blast and enjoying life and it's nice because in medical school you're poor like poorer than poor but everyone else is poor too so it's fine yeah Uh, and you don't have like the expectations of oh my goodness, all of my friends are buying houses or they're buying cars or they're wearing really nice clothes. Like no one is doing that in med school. So it just, it's like this own little bubble, which is so nice. Yes, for sure. Residency has not been like that. Really? (laughs) Oh no. So how, what is different about residency compared to med school? So I guess I should say, so we're in Florida. This is our first year my husband wants to go into oncology. So um I don't know it's just different the whole vibe there's no one else out here that is residence bias um so no one really kind of understands what it's like they all invite us to go get dinner at like four o'clock in the afternoon or five o'clock and my husband doesn't get home until like eight or nine p.m if he has the day off yeah I feel like that's been an adjustment and then people around us are growing and thriving and they all drive golf carts and I'm like well cool um we are still using our food stamp card that we save yep. our money for so a little bit different and then the work schedule is just so grueling um so like that's been hard I feel like I'm back to year one of medical school but like 50 times worse oh, and dang. I have no friends and no family so shoot yeah it's that would be adjustment. <laughs> so how many hours would you say that Blake works a week um easily 80 plus oh wow um, they try mm. and keep him around 80 which his program is so good they're very strict about making sure they um don't like meet like a certain point and they have to have so many hours outside of the hospital between shifts and I know it's not like that for a lot of people so his program is so good but he has to drive like 40 minutes every single like each way so that adds to it so most days he's gone I'd say probably like 12 12 is like a 12 hours gone is like a good day yeah but it's usually like 14 15 hours that he's gone depending on what specialty he's in so oh dang that's that's so rough is he enjoying it at least or is it kind of like I don't know because residency, you're kind of practicing as a doctor, but not, like, he's in year one, so he's doing, is he doing internal medicine the first year? Is that what everyone yes. does? Yes, so he okay. is in, his whole residency is internal medicine, so he does, like, a three-year internal medicine residency, 
and then he'll do a fellowship in hematology oncology they don't have like a specific residency for oncology so you kind of like filter through uh, which made the match really nice for us so we had like no issues with matching but he loves nice. it he is in his element he loves being in there with all of his patients he like gets excited to go to work I feel like the hours oh, are definitely good. long and I feel like it's taxing but I mean, he went there for like a couple of days where he was only eating like green beans for lunch. And I'm like, you have to eat food. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, like, man. I'm just too busy. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's good that he enjoys it. I bet that makes it worth it at least. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So now I don't even know if I even mentioned what we're talking about today, <laughs> but we're going to talk <laughs> kind of about social media and just kind of the pros and cons and how cow got started because she blew up on tiktok it was insane i remember like we would drove drive around and we would film random tiktoks like me you and megan we did that a couple times and yes. then like all of a sudden i'm like scrolling through tiktok and then what i feel like a couple of your videos went viral and you just like took off and i think it's so cool so let's talk about how you got started on social media yeah so I was definitely one of the people that downloaded TikTok during COVID. Same. Um, and I, I mean, there was nothing else to do. And then a group of my friends, we all would get together like after hours. Our husbands were all studying for boards. So we would have like parking lot parties and we would just like Jordan. She was yeah. super into TikTok and she always would get us to do these super funny trends and um, I don't know. It was kind of like an escape. It was just no one I knew followed me on TikTok, like outside of Jordan and maybe like my mom. Um, the so moms like are the really, biggest fans. <laughs> I know my mom. I love my mom. And <laughs> she's great. So it was kind of like a creative outlet that when Blake was gone and I don't know, it was just so easy for me to just do and post and nobody from high school followed me. So it was nice. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm definitely insecure when it comes to social media, but so I just kind of posted here and there throughout, I don't know, over the last couple of years, I would say. And then when we moved to Florida, um, I started posting like a little bit more. Um, this was when Emily Kaiser, she blew up. She has mm -hmm. like 2.1 million followers. It's crazy. I know. I want to meet her so bad. Yeah, She's I love her. my idol. I love her. And me too. So I like, she started doing like the day in the lives. And there's another girl that I've actually got to be really good friends with. Her name is Sierra Honeycutt. Um, I just loved watching their blogs. Like they were so fun to watch. And one day, I, it was like a Sunday, I think. And I was like, I'm just going to just try it out. And I posted it and it got 30,000 views, which was huge for me. Yeah. I only would ever get like maybe a thousand on like a good video. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. So I posted again. And this was in September of 2022. So just a couple months ago. Uh, and then I had, there was a couple, I like showed one video that I was doing um, Ellery's hair for preschool. And I got a couple comments asking me like how I did her hair. Um, so I did like a dedicated tutorial on how I did her hair and it blew up like insane. I, I should have looked, but I think it has like 32 million views. Oh my God. That is crazy. Uh, it was insane. I remember Jordan was texting me and I had a couple girls in my neighborhood over for, we were watching The Bachelor uh -huh. and she was like, oh my gosh, Callie, your video just hit a million views. And then like three seconds later, she's like, it's at 2 million. And I was just dying because that is, I mean, you never expect your videos yeah. to go viral. Like you low-key want them to, yeah. but you're yeah. not like, it's never going to happen kind of thing. Yeah. And I was sitting in like this little armchair and I was just like refreshing and it would be like half a million more. And I was dying and I ran upstairs to Blake and I was like, Blake, this video has 6 million views. Oh my and gosh. I kind of thought it was just like my five minutes of fame and like my following started to grow. And I think I had at that point probably like 3000 followers maybe a little bit less like I was a nobody on TikTok and I ran upstairs to him and we were just dying and laughing and we sent it to our families and we're like look like we're famous <laughs> and and then people stayed and I was like okay hey, well what the heck just happened yeah. so 
um, I started to do, since the hair was like what got people interested, I kind of started to like roll with that and I would do like get ready for preschool and I Mm -hmm. would do Ellery's hair and our mornings to do um, her hair. And then I had another video blow up and I think that one had like, it was over 20 million views. So I had two that just blew up insanely. So that got me, that got me like a good start in the running with followers. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of them were international and that was kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, just because I was like, who the heck are these people like watching my daughter? Uh-huh. Um, and I remember when I was at 18, I think it was like 18,000 followers. Um, Sierra Honeycutt, she commented on one of my videos and she was like, oh my goodness, love, new follower. And I was Dying. Yeah, this girl had like 200,000 followers. I have been following her forever. And I was just like on cloud nine. I was like, Oh my gosh, like someone famous is following me. Um, and my mom was in town visiting and she was like, you need to ask her like, how to keep going. Yeah. And I was like, No, that's so weird. Like she doesn't know me. And Blake was like, you get successful by how or sick you only get successful by having successful people help you kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So it was one of those like risky DMs where I was like, this is so dumb. And I felt sick to my stomach for like six hours. Yeah. Waiting for the response. (laughs) Yeah. I was, And she's so nice. She's actually become like one of my good friends, but I just kind of was like, Hey, this is what happened. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, do you have just like any tips? Uh, and she like immediately responded because that's the thing. There is no rule book. No one tells you how to do yeah. social media. You kind of just like learn as you go. Um, or there's people that help you along the way. And she was like the first person to really stop and kind of give me just like a point in the right direction. Like she walked me through how to join like the TikTok or the TikTok Creator Fund and got me on websites to start um, like reaching out to brand deals and things like that. And helped me create a media kit for companies so that's so awesome I know I was so grateful so and then just from there I just kind of just kept going with it and it's it's grown so yeah I love that she did that because I feel like sometimes I mean I've never had personal experience with this but I have heard of like creators they get big and they don't like to tell people how they did it or what got them started they kind of like I don't want to say is gatekeep the right word like they kind of keep it to themselves so other people don't also get followers they kind of like keep it a secret and I'm like why not just like help people they're not trying to I don't know so I'm just glad to hear that she was helpful instead of just being like oh I don't know sorry like you're on your Uh, own yeah I definitely feel like people do gatekeep like there's been a couple that I don't know it's definitely a shark tank, I feel like. And there's some that are so, 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 so helpful and are willing to help. And then there's others who definitely don't and are not yeah. very kind. But yeah, for the most part, I feel like it's a pretty good community. And you kind of find your bubble and, like, stick with them. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So you said that you had, like, random people following you from, like, outside of the country. But have you had any people that have been mean or like have you got any like hate comments or do you feel like most of it is pretty positive I feel like most of it is pretty positive um the international followers they they were so supportive a lot of them were from Brazil um and I think it was just because that culture is very strong in like having like a nice appearance Mm -hmm. um I don't know my husband served in like Central America and he was like they love blonde people so (laughs) Ellery was blonde so they started following me and I was nervous because I had a couple people tell me that U.S. brands won't work with you if your international international following is higher than your U.S. following Hmm. so I was so scared there for a while I almost gave up like I gave a couple of my friends my like TikTok logins and they were like trying to help remove followers but I would remove one and 20 more would like come in their place. So yeah, um, it's definitely gotten better from there. My U.S. following is like they call it your like demographic is Mm -hmm. definitely better. But they were never really nasty to me. They were always pretty nice. I have gotten hate comments, though, and it's 
it's like a double double-edged sword I don't know if that's the right word because yeah. they're engaging on your posts and yeah. you're like yeah keep them coming mm-hmm. but at the same time like some of them have like made me cry yeah so I was gonna I, say wait so hard <laughs> yeah I was gonna say yeah keep commenting give me the views but then it's like but that one kind of hurt my feelings I'm gonna go cry yes. <laughs> <laughs> dang I'm sorry that is oh uh, I don't know oh. how I would even I because I always tell Jeff I'm like if I were to get like more views or whatever and Jeff's like well what if people are mean I'm like I don't know I'm like I feel like I could handle it but then if I think about it I'm like I don't know if I could handle it I don't know what <laughs> yeah. I would do I would want to like comment back and defend myself but I feel like that is just not the way to go but oh, I still comment I'm the worst do you really okay yeah. I will <laughs> that makes me want to like scroll through your comments and just I want to read I want to I want the beef <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, I've had a couple of people comment and tell me my kids' names are stupid. Oh, what? And, yeah, I'm like, well, it's a good thing, like, that's not your name. So yeah. So i like, comment back, and I'm like, it's okay to not like your name, but you're stupid for leaving, a, like, a mean comment. Yeah. Like, uh, what the heck? People, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's so bad. Yeah, people are rude. Or they'll, like, I, I feel like right now the trend on TikTok is the blogs. Um, and there's a couple people like Emily Kaiser got really big from it, but she mm-hmm. didn't start that trend. Mm-hmm. But then people will comment and they're like, oh, you're just trying to be like Emily or you're just trying to be like Sierra and they'll like name drop. So it's sometimes hard to be like a small content creator. Like those comments obviously hurt. I feel like those ones hurt the most because I'm not trying to copy. Like I'm not copying them. Yeah. They're moms. I'm a mom, and we do the exact same thing. Yeah. So, well, yeah, and it's like um, what you said. Emily and Sierra, they didn't come up with the idea. Like, I feel like everyone. I can't remember if I was listening to a podcast or what it was, but someone said that you there's never, like, someone's idea isn't ever really original. We all kind of copy from someone before us, and we kind of take ideas and make it our own. But I just, yeah, I don't get the whole copying thing. Like they. Like, the day in the life is the day in the life. If they do the same thing, they do the same thing. Like, it's not, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. It's so funny. And I feel like for a while there, those, that one really bothered me. But not so much anymore. I get the most hate comments on my Get Ready for Church videos. Oh, really? Uh, surprisingly. So, I've started to grow on Instagram, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because that's where a lot of the brands focus on, like, the bigger brands they want to see if you have an Instagram following so I was always really self-conscious to post on Instagram like I just barely started maybe like a month or two ago because mm-hmm. I didn't want like people from my high school or like college looking at me like oh my gosh who's this wannabe content creator mm-hmm. Kala yeah um, and so but I started and it's gotten better but oddly enough Instagram I get the worst hate comments and TikTok is usually pretty dang positive that's so crazy uh, which is, is it so weird? So is it the church thing because people are so, is it because they know you're LDS? Is that why? Because everyone has a thing out for LDS, I feel like. Oh, for sure. And I'm like, keep them coming because I've grown. I mean, this week alone, I've grown 7,000 followers on oh Instagram. Oh my gosh. That's like crazy. My goal for March was to hit 8,000 and I'm almost to 17,000. Oh my gosh. That's so wild. So I'm like, keep them coming. Get <laughs> those hate comments. Real. But people like, get the most upset what I wear to church really like, they're like God doesn't ju- God doesn't care if you wear jeans and I'm like great well if you wear jeans to church good for you if I wear a dress from Target who cares yeah I don't know why it's <laughs> so yeah. wild to me they get mad at you for wearing a dress but then if you were to wear jeans you know that they'd be talking about that too so it's like oh, you can sure. never please them you can't please yeah. anyone oh. oh that is so crazy yeah I can't believe that though seven thousand in one week that is wild. I know. It's that crazy. crazy. I just have, like, been watching it, and, like, my mom will be like, oh, my gosh, you're at this today. Or even Blake is like, guess what? You hit 15,000. Oh, that's so I, cute. It's just shocking to me. Yeah. So, overall, would you say your experience has been good or bad, and do you feel like it has been worth it? I feel like it's been really good. It's scary to post. I mean, you're putting yourself out there for the literally the entire world to see. Like, I have followers all over the world. Like, I have people commenting from, like, Ukraine and Australia and Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part is kind of scary, but it's been so fun. Like, I've been able to connect with so many amazing people. Um, 
like I've made really good friends like Sierra has become a really good friend of mine and I talk to her on like a regular basis and I've made a couple other really good friends that I would have never met in my life mm-hmm. if it wasn't for social media yeah um so that's been really fun and financially it has been the biggest blessing for my family yeah um, when you go from medical school to residency you're making money but it's definitely not enough to survive off of. yeah like, for sure skimp buy to the oh it's so bad and then you don't qualify for any government benefits anymore so um like when we moved for residency I was doing three jobs oh my gosh so it was just to like help make ends meet and like pay our bills on time so once social media kind of started to play in and there's definitely like people do it for money like that is why Mm -hmm. and people make big bucks with it and I'm definitely not like that no, I one day I want to, <laughs> yeah. but one day. Um, but even just financially, it has been like a safety net for my family. Like we were able to go home for Christmas because people were liking my videos and commenting on my videos and we wouldn't have been able to like going like $3,000 just to go home was just not yeah. in our budget. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was because brands were reaching out to me and the TikTok creator fund that I don't know, just so many things that it was just so worth it. And um, you get to meet a lot of people too. Like just the other day, um, Jillian, if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> I was at the gym and I noticed this girl walking and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cute and so fit and skinny. I want to be just like her, like not in a creeper way, but <laughs> you know, I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, but at the end, she came up to me and she's like, are you the girl I follow on TikTok? Oh and gosh. I didn't know what to say. I was like, oh my gosh, I hope not. Like, I was like, because you get like instant embarrassment. Oh, like, yeah. oh my gosh, yep. somebody's watching me. And she's like, are you Kala? And I was like, yes, that's me. And she follows me on TikTok and Instagram and has been following me forever. And it just like made my entire yeah. day. Um, that's so And cool. I have a good mind or I guess some of my demographic is like the younger girls like Mm -hmm. those high schoolers they hype you up oh yeah they're so fun and they're like I just want to be just like you or I've had a couple people comment and they're like um I always feel like I'm gonna get made fun of for what I wear but I see you wearing it too and I don't know it just inspires me and it just makes me feel so good like there's so many times that I just like lay in bed at nighttime and I'm like how is this my life like Mm mm-hmm I don't know. Yeah. No, it totally does. That's so cool. And I do feel like, yeah, like you're such a good example, one, of a cute mom, and two, just like keep, like what you've been talking about this whole time, like just keep pushing forward, keep trying. You said there was times you wanted to give up or whatever. I just think, I don't know. I remember one day I was like talking to Jeff. I'm like, Kala has like 200,000 followers on TikTok. He's like, no way. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's insane. I'm like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I'm like, Kala can do it. I'm like, I literally know her. Because it's always like you see people do it, but you don't know them kind of. And so you're just like, oh, I don't know. But then like I saw you do it. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, this is insane. I just think it's so cool. <laughs> Um, but and that's the nice thing is anybody can do it. Like, yeah. You just have to post and that's the scariest part. But I feel like once you get over that, it's just so fun. Yeah. Uh, you talked about the creator fund. What mm-hmm. is that? I feel like I've heard of it a couple times, but I don't really know exactly what it is and how it works. Yes. So TikTok has, um, it's like, a, I don't even really know how to explain it, but it's like a finance space where they'll pay creators for how many views they get and TikTok is the worst. They don't pay you anything. I think it's like one penny per thousand views. Oh my gosh. That. But it's it's so, so, so bad. But it's nice too because some days I like will log on and it just like accumulates how many views you've had. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be like one specific video. It can be just like how many views you've gotten on like all of your videos and like the last and like one certain day and then that will post so like sometimes I get on I don't check it as frequently as I used to um but I'm like oh cool I made 12 dollars today like yeah I'm gonna go Chick-fil-a yep. kind of deal. <laughs> um and I mean my goal when we started doing TikTok and the hair videos I was just thinking like short-term pictures like there's no way this is gonna last and like so I joined the creator fund and it was nice because I did have those videos go, like, mega viral. So I mm-hmm. was making, like, quite a bit of money from those. Yeah. 
and we were like, okay, this is all for Ellery. And we're like, Ellery, what do you want to do with this money? And she's like, I want to go to Disney World. And we're like, okay, cool, done. And we waited and we saved. And it the TikTok creator friend paid for a two-day trip to Disney World for us. Oh, my gosh. That is and- so cool. <laughs> that is so cool to me. Yeah, it was so fun. So, basically, it just micro pennies. YouTube pays the most, but I'm too scared of YouTube. And then Instagram, I think, has a program, too. But I don't know too much about it. Yeah. Yet, so. so, you said that you gave Ellery the money from the videos is that what you were saying yeah so just like the hair videos just because she helps me in so yeah. many videos we've put money aside for her yeah um, I love that I, just, I don't know you feel, you hear the people that say like oh the parents got rich off their kid mm-hmm. well Ellery does the work too like there's yeah. definitely like collaborations where it's featuring her using mouthwash or a toothbrush uh, and I'm like she's doing just as much work as I am yeah uh, for sure so we've, we've put a little money aside from her here and there um, just to, like, I don't know, for, like, a college fund or whatever she wants to do with it when she's 18 or whatever. Yeah, I love that because um, I always see creators with their kids. I'm like, I always wonder if they give their kid because I have the same thought. I'm like, well, their kids are, like, doing the work too. Like, so yeah, sometimes they're using the product or they're talking or doing whatever. I'm like, I wonder what the parents do. But, yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, so what are your husband's thoughts about your social media? Is he pretty, like, supportive or was he nervous at first or how does he feel? He has been my biggest fan from, like, day one. He's so, so, so cute about it. Um, Blake is not a social media guy at all. I think his Instagram profile picture is from probably, like, 2012. (laughs) Um, but he's so supportive and he, like, likes and saves all my all my content and like we'll get on Instagram and always engages and reshares and which is huge for him. Like if the guy could have a flip phone, the guy would have yeah. a flip phone. <laughs> so for him to like have the TikTok app downloaded yeah. is so huge. But yeah, that's he's so cute. So so supportive. And he actually helps me a lot with like my brand deals. Um negotiating yeah. is a big part and I am a pushover through and through. Like mm-hmm. a brand will come in and they'll lowball me like, hey, we will pay you $100, but we're going to pay this other creator $5,000. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I'll, yeah. do it for, I'll do it for $100, whatever you want. <laughs> um, and he's so good. Like, he'll respond to brands for me. Um, he'll give me tips on videos. Be like, hey, I think you need to do it from this angle next time. And Which, I mean, he doesn't have a ton of time in his day. So yeah. the fact that he is, like, willing to watch my videos and – He'll come home every single night and sits on the couch. And the first thing he does is pull up my videos to see, like, what we did that day. And oh, that's so cute. It's kind of like a little journal, too, for us. Like, Yeah. Yeah, but. for sure. That is, that's really cool. Um, So, you recently got signed onto, or I don't even know how it works, but you're with a management team or company. I don't know what they call it. But you are with a yeah. management people, right? Yes, I actually just left. It was the nightmare from hell. So. Oh no! Um, I don't know if I you want to so talk. Excited. If you want to talk about it, you can. Uh, but I will. I don't think there's anything in my contract that says I'm not allowed okay. to. But I won't say anything too bad. I won't day drop or anything. Yeah. But so a lot of like the larger content creators will work with like a um, a management team, and that management will take over their emails and handle all the brand negotiations and they'll help find different brands to collaborate with you because mm-hmm. um, that's really time consuming. So, I mean, I already work a job. I work part-time already just because I need some stability in my life. Yeah. But social media is a full-time job. Like I always kind of joked at people that are like, Oh, I do social media for full, like for work. And I'm like, but now I get it. It literally takes me hours to yeah. do like your con. Um, so that's really nice when a management team will come in and just take over all of like the behind the scenes work that you don't have time for just so you can focus on content creation. Um, so this company reached out to me, uh, December, I think it was December. And I was so excited. Here am I like this, nobody and <laughs> this brand that works with like huge Instagram people reached out to me and I was so over the moon. Um, I had a couple people reach out to me and they're like, Hey, just so you know, like I didn't have a good experience with this agency. 
they kind of scam you. And I was oh, like, no. well, I'll take everything with like a grain of salt. I wasn't 100. Like everyone's experience is different. Mm-hmm. Um, so Blake negotiated with them. They originally wanted like an 18 month contract, but I didn't feel comfortable with that where it was like my first, my first run of the mill with a marketing brand. Yeah. Um, so I was in a three month trial with them. I think that started like February 1st or something. Um, and at first it was great. Like they talked it up. They were going to help me grow my Instagram and help me find all of these brands to work with, which the more brands you work with, the more money you bring in. Yeah. Um, even if it's just like user generated content, so stuff that you create, but you don't necessarily post like on your social media platforms. So they talked this huge and mighty plan and then nothing ever happened Uh, I had brands like contact me but because I was signed I had to like forward it to my manager which they were they were decent with like negotiating like they definitely talked a couple deals up more than I probably would have been able to on my own Mm -hmm. but then in the end I lost money because I had to pay them a share oh Um, dang And then it actually was like two days ago, I found something out that was like super dishonest on their part. And they were trying to take 40% of a brand deal. Oh my gosh. uh, Which 40% is a lot. Yeah. That's insane. Ton of money. And they just kept changing their answers on me. And I was still in the trial period. So Blake negotiated that I could walk whatever I wanted. Like I had no commitment to them. If I didn't feel comfortable, I was allowed to bail. Um, so I read this contract and Blake was working and I instantly was like, I need to get out. Like, this is not good. I reached out to, um, so you have like an, the, you have like your manager and then she has people working underneath her that kind of mm-hmm. help you like work with brands or help find you brands. Yeah. Um, so I felt like I could ask the one girl that was working with me on this brand deal some honest questions. I felt like she wasn't the manager. So she wasn't trying to like convince me to stay. Mm-hmm. And I asked her a couple questions and it was not what they told me at all from like the very beginning. And we were very blunt about this 40, like, cause they put in my contract that they may contact brands, um, and negotiate an additional 20% for the agency. But we asked about it and they were like, no, it's not very common. It won't like, uh, Dieter brands from working with you. And then this girl was like, oh no, it's standard. We do it on every single one. Um, and I was like, 40% is not worth it to me. Like, yeah, no way. Um, yeah. So it was super bad. So I ended up getting out of it. They were not very nice about it. And they tried to tell me I was legally obligated to do all of these brand deals that I hadn't even signed for, like contracts weren't drawn up for. And I'm like, absolutely not. Like I am done. Get me out of here. So it wasn't the best experience, but I learned a lot from it. Yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. Yeah, I yeah. guess now you know what to look for and what you don't like about a management. But yeah, it's hard when people reach out and like what you said, they make it sound so cool and awesome and it's your first go around. So you're like, oh, a management team wants me? Yeah, sign me up. And yeah. especially when they work with like bigger content creators, you feel like you can trust them. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that definitely. Is wild. They don't always look out for the little guys. I've yeah. Oh man, I'm so sorry. That is awful. I can't believe 40%. That's wild to me. That is it's so insane. much money. And I'm like, here I am just trying to pay my bills. Like, yeah. if I was a hot shot, sure. But this puts food on my table. Yeah, for real. Oh, my gosh. Dang. Okay, well, this next question is how... Let's see. So, in a day, how much time do you feel like you spend content creating like posting editing everything like all together how long do you feel like it takes oh my gosh it's so long really um it's not too bad like the actual filming because it's I do stuff that I'm already doing like getting my kids dressed things like that breakfast so it's nice to just I prop my phone up on my tripod and press record and it's nice because I just go about my daily life Mm -hmm. um when it comes to, and I record in long films, so it's a little bit more natural. So then when it comes to actually editing, that usually takes me an hour. If it's a hair video, usually about an hour. Um, but any of the vlogs can take me up to two to three hours to edit. Oh, damn. Um, and then uploading. Then you have to find your songs and mm-hmm. your hashtags and all of that. So I would say 
just editing and uploading is probably four hours a day. Oh, dang. Um, and it's hard because you have to do it. Like the algorithms are brutal if you don't post. Yeah. Um, so I try and stay consistent. And the TikTok algorithm is the worst right now. But and then you also have to engage. So you have to go back through all of your posts, um, like your recent posts, and answer all of the comments, mm-hmm. like everything. But then you also have to engage with other content creators. So I spend probably an hour um, just con- or just engaging on people's posts. Um, so you kind of get that bubble of friends in like the social media, or I'd say like content creating world. Yeah. Um, and you always, I always go through their videos and I genuinely watch it because they're my friends now and I like to see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and I learn a lot from them. I'm like, okay, she posted this and it did really well. I'm going to try that next time, but like put my own spin on it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then, so I always go to like the people I'm following and then I jump over to like the for you page and I try and engage with people as much as I can just because I feel like it means the world to me when I get a comment or mm-hmm. I get a like, especially when I was really little on TikTok, it would like make my day if people commented on my videos. Yeah. Um, so I try and turn that around too. And I try and like and comment on other people's, especially if they're young moms, because I know it's hard. Oh, and yeah. It's a lot to do, take out of your day. So yeah. my screen time is record high. I would say total probably like seven hours a day like oh, it really, really is a full-time job. yeah see I was that was my next question was gonna be your screen time because <laughs> I'm like yeah yeah I know mine's bad and I don't even like I'll do a TikTok here and there but not like consistent at all but when I do it I'm like oh dang like this takes a, and like when I started doing a couple videos I'm like oh crap like this is why people are like because I, I was the same way. I would kind of make fun of the content creators. But now I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, this is a lot of work. And especially when you have kids, it's like, how do you... I guess this is my question is, how do you find time to fit it all in? Because you said you have one or two jobs now outside of social media. So I just have one. I okay. ended up... Um, one of the businesses closed down. It was just like a small little retail shop mm-hmm. um <laughs> excuse me and then I actually just left my other one it just got to be too much I was working like 50 60 hours on top of being a single mom yeah and my mental health was not good and I was like something has to go yeah and I kind of looked where like my time was going that resulted in like the lowest amount of money mm-hmm. um and that was one of my re- or one of my customer service jobs. So I left that. So I'm mainly focusing on my one customer service job that I love and I don't think I'll ever leave. And then social media. Yeah. Um, and with my kids, they're just really flexible. Like I've always worked, um, even since Ellery was just like itty bitty. So I've mm-hmm. always had a job. Um, I'm not going to lie. The TV is a really solid babysitter some days. Same. It's so <laughs> nice. Um, but I really try and edit my videos during nap times or when they are busy playing. Um, I try not to be on my phone around them too much, which is hard because my phone is now my job. Yeah, it's hard. Um, but it's, it's just a lot. Like a lot of content creators, like you can kind of see in your statistics what the best time is to post. And mine is usually like three, probably at the window of three to five. Mm-hmm. But I almost never post in that just because I don't have time. Like yeah. It's usually after my kids go to bed that I can finally sit down and knock it out. Um, yeah. They're just really flexible with me. And Ellery knows she's like, okay, if I want to do fun things, mom has to work. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. How, let's see, how old is she now? She just turned five in November. Okay, I was gonna say, because I'm like, I feel like she's at the age where, yeah, she understands more of like, okay, mom's working, I gotta go play, or I gotta do this, help with the other kids. That's good. Um, Uh, hi. So, I, oh crap, I literally just forgot what I was gonna ask you. Oh, the algorithm thing. So, do you feel like you post more then like do you post more than once a day or do you feel like you have to post more oh I wish I could post more I'm usually like a once a day or there's some people that do and I kind of watch their videos and they usually stay about the same views yeah um 
there's some days I do like to post more. Like if I'm doing like a paid collaboration, those are sometimes a little bit harder Mm -hmm. to get good views on. So for those, I typically do post two videos a day, but usually I do one video a day. And sometimes I've given myself the grace of other people get days off and this is a job. I'm allowed a day off too. kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, So if some days I'm just really not feeling it, or honestly, if we're not doing anything, like nobody wants to watch me sit on my couch for a minute. So um, I I definitely take days off, but. Yeah, that's needed. Mm -hmm. I mean, (laughs) I don't know how people don't. I see like Emily Kaiser and I've always wondered if she has someone that edit, I think she even said though that she edits her own videos, but I'm like, she posts, I feel like multiple times a day and I'm like, that's got to be so time consuming. I wonder if some people like reach the point to where they hire out who edits their videos. Do you know if people do that or does everyone just edit their own? I don't know. I I feel like you have to get to a point that you have to have somebody. Like, I feel like, I think Emily Kaiser does edit her own videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like other people, like the big timers, I feel like they have to have people help. Yeah. I don't know how they would do it. so time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I don't, I can barely even edit if I do one. I'm like, this is, this is taking me too long. <laughs> I almost give up. I like to go record videos and I'm like, oh my gosh, now I have to edit. Mm-hmm. And then they just sit there because I'm like, I don't want to. Yep. I'm too lazy. Yep. So. Yeah. Okay. So where do you see yourself in five years? And this could be like including social media or taking it out or whatever you want or both. Oh man. I would love to still, as of right now, I feel like I would love to still be in social media. It's mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I The thing with social media is it's it's not consistent. So you do have to take it day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I ever reach the point where it is just making me more miserable than it is happy, like it's not worth it at that point. But Yeah, yeah, I agree. As of right now, I would love to keep with it. It's so fun. It's, I mean... It, it, it's time consuming, but it's not, it's something that I'm not doing out of my regular day. Yeah. So do you, if I could just make $10,000, that's all I'm asking for. Like in yeah. one post, like some people make like 10, 15 grand for one brand deal. That is and crazy. that to me is just crazy. Yeah. Like, I want to do that. I want at least one and then I'll be done. Yeah, for real. I can't, that is wild. I saw someone posted, <laughs> I think it was Maddie... Casolano, do you follow her? I feel like I do. She lives. I know of her. Like she lives in Hawaii. She's like one of the you or not Utah, but one oh, of the Hawaii yes. mom bloggers. Yeah, I do. Somehow, someone got like her fees that she charges, like for brand deals or ads or whatever, and it was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh! I'm like, no wonder people do this. Like it was so much money. Like if you had one, even one ad or deal a month, and just like hundreds of thousands of dollars you could make easy and I was like that is crazy it's insane but it's someone told me a couple weeks ago companies and partner brands they're not putting as much into like typical marketing as they used to like with commercials and billboards they're turning all of their marketing to social media so a lot of these brands like Target Walmart Costco Sam's Club um, they have big bucks to pay. Yeah. It's so much I guess money. I never even really thought about that. Cause yeah, it's true. Cause now more people, I feel like they don't watch as much like cable TV where, yeah, you scroll and there's like commercials every once in a while. Now everyone pays for Hulu, Netflix, or all these other streaming, uh, apps. And a lot of them you can pay to take out the ads, but a lot of them do have, uh, yeah. So I guess that makes sense. I never really thought mm-hmm. about it that way. Yeah, that's when interesting. someone told me that, I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah, it I does. Mean, I know a couple influencers, they charge, they don't charge anything less of like eight to 10 grand a post. That is crazy. And when you're doing like one or two a week, yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah, for, I would not complain. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. I'm like, if I can just get like a $200 one, yeah. I'm set. <laughs> for real. Okay, so what is some advice you would give to someone who is looking to start their own social media account or TikTok or Instagram or whatever? The best I, the best advice I have is to just post. You're never going to know unless you post. Yeah. Um, 
and it's kind of hard you have to take out of the what are people going to think of me or are they going to judge me mm-hmm. um I feel like everybody secretly wants to be an influencer oh yeah I might be wrong but everybody wants to be famous at least at some point in their life yeah um, so you just have to get past that fear and I'm still working on that like I honestly I feel like just this week, I finally have gained confidence for Instagram just because I feel like I'm over 10,000 followers. Like I'm over, that's like kind of the hump that brands start looking at you is if you do have 10,000. I'm like, okay, now if somebody were to click on my Instagram page to make fun of me for being an influencer, Mm -hmm. boom, I have 17,000 followers. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, who are you laughing at now? Yeah, I'm not just, I mean, I'm still really little in the grand scheme of things, but I don't know, just getting over that fear of what other people will think of you. Um, Which is hard. fun with it. Yeah, it is really hard. It is hard. I've always had to tell myself that it's just like, no matter what I do, there's always going to be someone that has something to say. I can try to make this one person happy, but then someone on the other side is going to be angry or pissed off or annoyed. But then if I try to please that person, the other one's going to be pissed off and annoyed. So it's like literally no matter what you do it's just gonna frustrate someone so I'm like in my head I'm like okay just do what makes you happy and forget about everyone else and that is like what you said it's taken me a long long time to even I still sometimes struggle with it but it's so hard to not but I feel like finally now that I'm freaking almost 30 that I'm finally (laughs) like gaining confidence in myself but yeah it is it's tricky same same sometimes I'm like I wish 16 year old Cala could see me now oh yeah like what I would tell her Mm -hmm. just it's just so many people care about things but then the people that care and have an opinion are so small compared to the people that are there to support you and boost you like it makes me emotional how many people like my family has been so supportive but also my friends or my my the husbands of my friends like they share my posts too and <laughs> it's just so, so cool. eye-opening and it's it's just a humbling experience I don't even know if that makes any sense, no for it's sure so fun. it's like you're like oh they care about like you know people care about you but when they actually like go out of their way to like what you said share your post or comment or even like send you a message it's like oh wow like I didn't even realize this many people were listening or even cared about what I was doing yes it, it truly is just, it's just such a fun experience. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that is. So what is your, what would be your dream collab with like a, let's do, okay, let's do who you want to collaborate with, like a person, and then let's do your dream brand deal. Oh man, person. So like, as in like another influencer or what do you mean by that? Yes, yeah, like another influencer. Oh man, that's a good one. I have so many people that I admire. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the one that I owe everything to and the one that I truly want to be just like is Sierra. Yeah. Um, she is just, everything about her is so positive um, and so happy. And she is just such a great content creator. Like everything is so pretty and clean. I would love, I would love to be just like her and to like collab with her on something would be so much fun. Yeah. And what was her last name again? I don't think I follow her. I'll have to go follow her after we're done recording. Her name is Sierra... Honeycut. Honeycut, like, okay. Honeycut, yeah. She's from Texas. She's so cute. She's just... She is, like, who I want to be. <laughs> yeah. And then, so who would be your dream uh, collaboration as a brand? Ooh. I would love to collab with Target. I oh, think that yeah. would be so so fun I'm always there like they do different collabs with like their home goods and clothing I don't know that one would be really 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 fun yeah that would be Uh, really fun I just landed my like baby influencer dream collab when I first started I really wanted to work with little poppy co oh yeah Um, yeah they do the hair bows Uh and I contacted them I don't know, probably in October and both, I had both of their bows were in the videos that went like mega viral. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way that they would say no to me. But they said no to me at first just because I was so tiny. Yeah. Um, and a lot of brands are really focused on Instagram. I was a nobody on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, but they reached out to me 
probably two months ago and it's been so fun to like work with them with their hair bows and I like will film hair tutorials for them like that way getting that email I thought it was a mistake I literally responded to her and I was like I think I got this email by mistake like I reached out to you and you told me no and she's like no I'm like reaching out to you because we want to work with you and I was like wait what I love that you're like you're like is this a scam (laughs) I literally emailed her I was like hi so and so this is a mistake and I was so embarrassed after the fact that's so do you know who you're talking to I don't think I think you got the wrong gal that's hilarious one with like no Instagram followers that's so funny fun so that was like my first dream one that I actually landed and I love that you reached out to them first and then they said no to you but then they reached (laughs) they've reached out to you after like oh wait we do actually like yeah come back (laughs) yeah it was so funny and they're they're so nice so I really like them that's awesome so what was your first ad or brand deal um I'm trying to think my first big one was with, I think it's called Nebula. They do projectors, and it's actually, like, a way cool product. Like, oh, dope. I honestly saw your um, video. I saw your video on TikTok of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, that was cool. It's, like, this little tiny portable screw. I don't even know. It's really cool. So that was, like, the first one. They paid me um $1,000 to do two videos and I was just on like cloud yeah like it was so fun um and they gave me like a lot of creative freedom so that's like the one thing that I really like and like look for in a brand partnership Mm -hmm. is if some brands are really strict about what you need to wear um oh really your videos need to be filmed yeah super strict about it like your hair can be a certain way oh my god um (laughs) and then there's some that are just like we just want, we just like you for you. Like, you know, what's best for your audience. Like, just go with it kind of thing. So yeah. Yeah. Nebula was my first, my first big one, I think. Yeah. That is, wow. I didn't even realize that they would be that picky. I know that they do like, sometimes they give you like a script to read and they say, okay, say these things and maybe give like your own testimonial or blah, blah, blah. But I didn't know that some were like, do your hair this way wear this or don't wear that or don't film here that's interesting Uh uh-huh yeah most do tell you like talking points of like what they want to say yeah uh that's pretty standard but yeah I mean that's how they get their product into the video but yeah some are way strict or um I what was it it was a restaurant P.F. Chang's they reached out to me and I was so excited for this one I was like there's no way I'm not gonna get it but it's humble it's that's the hard thing is they're not just reaching out to you because they think you're the coolest. Mm-hmm. They're reaching out to a thousand people. So it's kind of hard to land jobs sometimes. Like you'll apply and you don't hear anything because they picked someone else. So that's the kind of hard part about it. But PF Chang's was pretty strict about my um, my following and like who was following me. So that was the only one that my international ones at the very beginning like lost me a job. So Okay, so Tell everyone your Instagram, your TikTok, all your social medias, where they can find you. Okay, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Kala, C-A-L-L-A, dot McKinley, M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y. And then same for TikTok, just without the period, just at Kala McKinley. Awesome. I am so (laughs) glad that you were able to come on. I was, like, this whole time, I just didn't know half of what you said, like, just the process of how it all works and how much time you have to put into it and just the I don't even know just everything it was interesting to hear and listen to so thank you well thanks for having me it's been so fun listening to your podcast I literally die listening to like every single one oh man you're so good at it and definitely my fave to listen to oh thank you thanks for having me yes anytime I would love to have you on again But yeah, thank you so, 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 so much for coming on and talking to us. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know that I did. I thought it was very, what's the word, enlightening? (laughs) I don't know. I just thought it was super interesting to listen to. I didn't know a lot of the stuff that she talked about. And, like, what was going on behind the scenes of social media and content creating. So, it was cool to hear her little story. And, 
get to know her and her experience with social media and I wish her all the luck in the world. She deserves it. She's so cute. Um, I'm so glad she came on. But please rate, review the podcast, share, tell your friends about it. Let's just make our friend group a bigger group, you know? <laughs> let's just let's just make more friends, okay? We all need friends. If you're listening to this, I'm your friend. You can message me. We can text. We should start a big group chat. That would honestly be really fun. Like a big text group chat. We can all roast each other. <laughs> you Or you can roast me and be like, this, what you said in this podcast was trash. You know, I might not handle it well, but I might handle it good. So I guess we'll never know unless someone says something. So let's do it. Let's make more friends. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will talk to you later. Bye.